0: The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service, nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff.
1: Hello and welcome to Doing Braille Digitally for January 14th, 2023. This is our first call of 2023. I'd like to welcome you all. And today we are going to have a very interactive call and ask for a lot of participation. I have some questions I'm gonna ask all of you to um, participate in and and answer. So um, what we're gonna do first, the first question I'm going to start with, well, first I would like to thank Tori for hosting and I would like to thank Lucy for moderating and broadcasting in Clubhouse. And I would like to thank Herbie for being our streamer today. So, as you all may or may not know, the month of January um, was the month in which Louis Braille was born. And so we've had a lot of Braille uh, stuff happening, Braille calls, um, much attention being paid to Braille, and information being um, provided about Braille its origins and and its use and everything else. So in honor of that, um, our first question today is going to be, what was the first refreshable braille display that you ever used? And I will answer this first and then I will ask for any hands in Zoom and then in Clubhouse. Uh, For me, I, the first time I saw and used a display or a product that had a refreshable braille display was a VersaBraille Classic. And this um, note taker, it was a note taker type thing um, and it had a braille display. I'm not even sure how many characters it had of braille on it or cells, I mean. So I'm not totally sure, but um, it used cassette tapes. Believe it or not. And you would have to um, put the cassette tape in and uh, turn it on, and it would go through this whole re- you know, like it would sound like it was re- rewinding or fast forwarding the whole thing and doing this whole thing um, to get it ready to do Braille on the force um, of Braille. and then you had what was called chapters. and that's what files were basically called and you would go in, you could read them or you could write them. And um, you had an advance bar is what it was called. And uh, Telesensory made the VersaBraille. And there were some other iterations of it that came after the one I used. Um, Some of them were smaller. Mine was huge to carry around. And um, after, I will just say one other thing after the versabrail, the next one I used was in 90, One, when I got my first computer, I got a Navigator, which was somewhat similar to the VersaBraille. That was a 40 cell Navigator. And I really didn't like it very much. It was the most horrible Braille display because it just, it didn't work that great in in DOS. And without a screen reader, it was really hard to just figure out where you were in certain programs. And then very quickly, I got extra cells Uh, or extra dots on my cells, which I know is a problem you can happen, have happened. But at that time, it was really hard when I was in college to get the thing repaired. So I just lived with it. And it was, it was just, and it made a lot of noise when you moved around with it. And I don't know, it was, I I did not enjoy the Navigator much at all. So with that said, I'm not going to go into every Braille display I've used, even though I could, and it would be a very long story. But let us see if we have any hands of people to... Let's go back down memory lane and see what kinds of braille displays people have used in the distant past. So do we have any hands yet,
2: Tori?
3: We do. We have Herbie.
2: All right. So the first refreshable braille... Braille... If I can talk here. Braille display that I used was... Back in 1999, I don't know what model it was, but it was attached to a computer and it was this big old thing. It didn't have cassette tapes by this time we'd moved on to the digital age. And um it uh on the front it had I forget how many cells. It wasn't 8 and it was it was at least 16, maybe 24. It it was some A little bit smaller than the keyboard, I remember, width-wise. But you had your Braille display. You had two square buttons on either side. You had like a row of little keys. I forget what they did. I know it had an active cursor. That was interesting getting used to that. And it had... Above the display itself, it was uh, this big old pad that the keyboard would rest on. And... um, That was the very first Braille display I'd ever seen and uh, used and um, worked with Jaws. And so, um, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know. I I, I honestly don't know what model it was. I I think it was the only one in existence at the time. At least that's what I was given to understand. This was, like I said, the late 90s. So, What if it was a power Braille? I, I couldn't tell you. I are. don't even know how it hooked up to the computer or anything like that. I didn't know much about these things back then. So, yeah. um, <laughs> but uh, so there uh, was really yeah. a time when you when you didn't know anything
4: about computers. Believe it or not, yeah, that, yes, that surprised me. I, I that <laughs> really does surprise me. Well,
3: but, but he was only like the early teens at that point.
2: Yes. But there's just, there's also a cultural, there is a, I mean, I I won't go into my whole life story, but let's just say there's a, there was a big, my technology experience changed from moving from Florida to Washington State, so. Hmm,
5: Interesting. Um,
2: Going to a school for the blind as opposed to a public school gave me a lot more exposure to. Not just computers, but people that knew how to use them and things like that. So I knew about JAWS beforehand and all that, but I knew more about how to use the Braille and speak than I did the computers. So no, yeah, no. Braille and speak in the late nineties, that I was definitely an expert on. So, but uh, yeah, Uh, did we lose Nikki?
6: I
3: don't think so. She's
6: still in the room.
2: Oh, there we go. I got into the first
1: <laughs> list by mistake, and I couldn't find my unmute button. So that is interesting. <laughs> well, you we should have used a braille light, Harvey. That's would have been really good because that's a braille and speak. I did get braille to light. use
2: one as a loner about several months later, but you didn't want us to go into our whole braille display stories. So
1: you can if you want to. I mean, yours we is so short. We do have other
3: hands, so.
1: So let's go to our other hands, though, since we do have them. Maybe later, Harvey, we will.
3: <laughs> okay, did you want to check Clubhouse yeah. first? Well,
1: well, you know what? Let's check Clubhouse first. Who's Is there anybody in Clubhouse?
4: Nobody's hands raised. No. Nope.
1: Okay. So who's next, Tori? Scott. Okay, Scott, go ahead.
5: All right. Thank you. Yes, my first one, just like Nikki's, was the uh, Versa Braille with the cassette with it was cassette based and i i have to say that that my experience with it wasn't the greatest i mean it was it was great it was great when it worked and it was um and i enjoyed showing it off to my to my various family and friends and such um but i um i did have quite a few problems with dots sticking up and sometimes tapes going bad or not not being able to retrieve the data from the tape but uh that but that was that was my first uh, braille display i ever it was back in high school in the in the early 80s so um
1: i was in elementary school in 1984 when i did it so didn't that thing sound like there was a war starting up when the battery was about to go dead
5: oh yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean that thing got your attention, that was for
5: sure. Yeah. Of course you had of course you had to be sure the volume wasn't up too high. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I mean, that that's, that's, that's my story. <laughs>
1: wow. Cool. All right. So um, anybody in Clubhouse, Lucy? Let's see. Nope. Nope. Not yet. Okay. Okay, Tori, who's next?
7: Chanel.
1: All right,
8: Chanel. Okay, so I'm trying to picture this thing with tapes that you're talking about. First, I you know, I've never realized until recently that you could actually probably write data to a tape, not just an audio tape. uh goes to show how little I know. Um, but my for I uh, so I went to regular public school. I got plenty of computer training. Didn't need a school for the blind, but I do believe that the first Braille display I actually saw may have been when I was at the school for the blind for a summer camp, or it was in some sort of other public library. And yeah, it was so big. It just took up the whole, it was probably one of those 80 cell ones. And, you know, you had buttons at the front and the back, the right and the left. And I don't remember anything of what it looked like, but I remember in college, I was, there was some sort of the, some people wanted me to demonstrate this Arkenstone Braille display, or I think that's what it was called, or they were doing some sort of TV thing. And, you know, I kind of learned a little bit how to use the display or looked at it the previous day or something, but it was, it just, you know, some of those displays are so huge. And, um, but I think actually the first one I owned, which is more of a note taker than a Braille display um, courtesy of State Services for the Blind, was the Braille note. And that was the classic Braille note. The, like, you know, one of the first ones that was out there. Um, I liked my Braille note PK much better. But, um, yeah, that was my first one. I did have experience with the Braille speak, not the Braille light. And uh, then I've owned a few displays here and there since then. So, yeah, good question.
1: Cool. Well, to answer your question, I will do that quickly. And I should have done this. So the VersaRail Classic that had the cassettes, it basically had a um, a cassette, I don't don't want to say deck, because there was no buttons, but like a a thing to to put the cassette into. And you would put that in and push the the little thing down like you would on any tape player. And then it would bring up this menu of things you wanted to do like uh, you could do audio on it, you could uh, do braille or you would format it and you would have to format it to do braille. And it was kind of like you would format format a computer hard drive. Although for this, um, the format would take like 45 minutes to format oh, a cassette. Yeah, for each side of the cassette. So it, it was a long process and uh, they would, they would go bad like any cassette would um, you know, if, you, if they could get eaten and, and everything else. So uh, that, that's how it worked. And then it had your six keys, uh, your six braille keys, a space bar and the advanced bar. Um, and then of course the braille display underneath all that. And you would use cords or there were buttons along the, the top. I think it was that did certain things that you could do or you could use cords to um, operate the unit. Uh, so that that's how it basically it worked.
4: We anyway do, we do have a we have a hand in clubhouse
1: great okay okay Lewis, i just wanted
4: to say one thing and while you were while you were doing things on that uh verse of braille the braille display would say busy <laughs> i forgot
1: about yeah. that it did you're yep. right i forgot that it yep. did that
4: <laughs> all right jenna jenna you're muted Can you hear me now? There you are. There you go.
1: Here you okay. go. That
4: was weird because
9: it. I clicked on mute. Anyway, Clubhouse hates me. It's fine. Um, <laughs> I had a Braille light as my first, uh, the first Braille display type thing that I saw, obviously, it was a note taker. Um, but I used that thing for, I don't even think I used it for a year. I hated that thing. It decided in the middle of class one, one day to start talking and not stop, it would just be like, I, don't, I think it was saying error. I don't even remember what it was saying at this point. But yeah, it got stuck and would not stop talking. And we had to literally lock it in a closet because, like, <laughs> I went to public school, no one knew what the heck they were doing. And I was like, I can't get it to stop. Like, I'm trying everything. And it won't. So they got me a um, Braille Moat Classic, I believe, like in fifth grade, fifth or sixth grade, it was fifth grade. Um, And I had just gotten the Braille light in fourth grade. So they're like, yeah, this clearly is not working. (laughs) So that was interesting. I did use an Alva Braille display briefly. for the computer. I didn't use it a ton because I don't know. I didn't really like that braille display. Um, but yeah, I've definitely had better luck with the braille products. I've also used a U2 more recently, like in the past five or so years. I've used a U2, but yeah, I definitely have had better luck with humanware personally than other companies.
1: Wow. Well, I certainly like my current human braille display. I saw a braille note classic that a friend had once. Um, and I did use an Alva when I was using DOS for a job where I was working for a relay center. And it was an interesting display and it was an interesting experience. And it was probably the only display we could have used that time that had software that would do what we needed to do in DOS. So yeah. it, it did work. Uh, fairly, what well. was an Alpha 3, believe it or not? That was. <laughs> but thank you, Jenna. Any other hands, Lucy, in Clubhouse? Um, let's see.
3: We do have five of us over nope. here.
1: Okay. All right. Go ahead, Tori. Who's next?
3: Diane.
1: All right, Diane.
7: Yeah. Hello. Um. Well, our massage therapist is here, so I'm gonna have to make this quick and leave. But anyway, um, I also used the VersaBraille that stored material on cassettes uh, at work. And um, as a shameless plug, if you are a member of the Braille Revival League and receive the BRL memorandum, which is their newsletter, um, I submitted an article about my experiences with the uh, Versa Braille, first Versa Braille, and I called it um, My First Encounter with Electronic Braille. So if you get that publication, um, you know, I hope it'll be in there and I hope you'll read it. And um, and you'll probably come up with um, a lot of memories about how it worked and, you know, that went beyond what I put in there I um tried to put in as much as I could remember and find so um, I'm I'm looking forward to getting people's uh, comments on it if you you know ever happen to read it so um because <laughs> it was it was fun using it and it was really revolutionary for what it was so it was so I will um turn it back to you all and thanks for letting me share and we'll talk to you again soon
1: well, I uh, do get that publication because I did join the Braille Revival League. So I'll be looking forward to reading that, Diane. And and uh, I can't wait. And for <laughs> anybody who hasn't joined the Braille Revival League, and it, it is a great affiliate to join. So definitely you might want to look into it. Okay, so you know what? We're going to take one more hand in, in Zoom before we go back to Clubhouse since we do have some. So go ahead, Tori, who's next? Desi. 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 Hi, Nikki and Tori and
10: everybody, Lucy. Um, My first uh, Braille display also was the VersaBraille Classic. Um, I was a little beyond college by then. Um, But I, uh, I, yeah, I used the one with the cassette. Because I know later they had ones that came out um, that had discs that went in them. Yes, they did. But, But I never had one of those. Um, I loved my Versa Braille. And, you know, none of the noises are... I mean, I don't remember most of that stuff about it because it was just such a miraculous thing to me. I just totally loved it. And I had so much stuff stored on there. It was it was really phenomenal. So, And I've had a lot of other things. I've used um, Braille notes from Humanware in, in much earlier days. And um, then, ultimately... I switched over to um, Hims products, and right now I still have a Polaris Mini. And I also, though, have a Mantis Q40 that I use with my computer, which I absolutely adore. So um, I'm still very much using Braille displays, and uh, I think this is a fabulous topic, and I love this call, and I'm sorry that I don't get to be here more often, because every time I see it on the schedule and I realize I have something else going on. I always go, oh no. So, anyway, thanks for the call, Nikki. Well,
1: no problem. But, Desi, you know, next time you know you're going to be around, I mm. would love to have you come and talk about your um, Polaris. I really would, because we haven't had anybody yet to talk about uh, the Braille Sense line of products. And I, for one, am interested in all of the things they can do, even as note takers. So um, yeah, we can, know, we can talk about that. I am, yeah,
10: I am I definitely not someone who uses all the available features. You know, I'm one of those people that okay. uses what I need, you know, so, um, you know, but yeah, I, I love my Polaris. I would like to move to the Braille sense. Um, what is it? Six now, but, um, but I don't have that kind of money right now. <laughs> so um, yeah. So anyway, that's one of the problems.
1: But, yeah, I I love it. All right. Well, thanks. You're welcome. Yep. Okay. And do we have anybody in Clubhouse, Lucy? Nope, we don't. Okay. Who's next, Tori? Sunny. All right. Sunny.
11: Hello. I grew up around Braille displays, and I got exposed to a lot of them at the School for the Blind in Vancouver walk then. And the first thing I got exposed to when I was in elementary was the um, Versobra with the cassette, like everybody else is talking about. <laughs> I can't believe how many people have used that thing? And they <laughs> actually had me work with somebody like 15 minutes a day on it, or something like that, to, to expose me to, it in case my um, I could go to public school and use it in a public school setting, but. That never happened, but it was some useful fun at the time. And then when I got older, I used um, other displays that worked with Vert, a text-to-speech thing.
1: I remember Vert, yeah.
11: And then when I was in um, college last time around, DSP bought me a braille sense at the time, and it was a blast to use, but I had to give that up in the end, but I didn't finish that college thing I was trying to do. But anyway, beyond that, um, I just ordered yesterday a um, Braille display type device from the NLS library that allows you to read their Braille material. Oh, cool. The NLS reader. guard, Yeah, and then it's a reader. And I just found out about it on um, ACB. Uh, well, I'm going to ask if it was true, if it was um, being, if it was out for distributed, to be distributed to readers. And um, Ryan said it was, so they're going to send me one in the mail. But when I know more about it, I'll give more of a presentation on it if you'd like.
1: That would be future. great. We actually haven't had one specifically on that yet. So it would be actually really great. And you know, the thing about the NLSE reader is it's not in my state yet. And I wish it was, but it's it's not. And so some people are lucky and some people are not. Um, One thing I find interesting, like you Sunny and Herbie both said that you had more exposure to this technology at the school for the blind than when you went to public school. And for me, it was the opposite. Because when I went to the school for the blind, I, I never saw any technology at all. And then when I went to public school, I had an itinerant teacher, a, teacher, a vision teacher, who, um, if anybody doesn't know what a vision teacher is, it's uh, somebody that will come to your school where you go to, um, when you go to a regular school, and they will te- help you with things dealing with, you know, the blind braille and learning certain things, skills that you need for blindness and things like that. So she was very forward thinking. And unlike some vision teachers I've heard of, she was really into technology. And I remember that when I was ready to go to public school, she told me, we're going to teach you how to use a computer. And I was like, oh, wow, cool. So that's when I got to see. Yeah, because I did not get that in the, the school for the blind. And I don't know what the deal was with that school. They, I know people that work there now, they do have technology now. But you know, at that time, it took them a while to get any. And I don't know why that was. But
11: it's interesting. Well, I think it depends on what state you were in, what level the school Could was at, were yeah. funding for that kind of stuff. Because yeah. when I went to the school for the blind that the VersaBrail was one of the first devices they got in that was... Um, computer related. See, besides the talking Apple computers. I mean, yeah, these days I, I, yeah. I mean, these days I feel real fortunate to have gone to a school for the blind where they had that set up. Because yeah. where I could have gone to public school, they didn't have any of that stuff out in my home district. Huh. that wow. they could have helped me out with, and it was a small district without a doubt in the country. That so was mine,
1: but I, I just had a really good teacher. I didn't just. Yes, you did. And I was and blessed. I, I was and, blessed. And, and,
11: and yes, you were blessed. And I'm really happy for you. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, thank you, Sunny. Uh, anybody in Clubhouse, Lucy? Jenna. Okay. Go ahead, Jenna.
9: So I was just going to say I do actually have the e reader, the humanware version of the NLS e reader. So it'd be interesting to see which one. Uh, who was it, Sunny is getting?
1: Sunny, Um, I I was curious about that too. Yeah, because there's two of them. And I think the human wear one from what I've heard is the better one. But, you know, I'd love to hear presentations on each one. one. But I like
9: the human wear one. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, if you ever want to talk about it, let me know and we can arrange something. Uh, Doing braille digitally at gmail.com. I mentioned, I should have said that at the beginning, but I didn't. So, okay, who's next? Yep. Who's next, Tori?
3: Desiree.
1: All right. Desiree.
0: Hello. This is the first time I've been on this particular call. So, (laughs) Um, but it was interesting. I was listening on the, on uh, uh, Alexa. I can't say it too too loud, but um, uh, I, it's interesting because I, you know, I wasn't exposed to Braille until I was a little bit older. I had partial vision and so I did large print and things. Um, but I had, you know, Braille and speed, Braille light, a lot of that stuff. Um, and now in my job, I actually have to run evaluations of our products with multiple Braille displays. So like right now I have, uh, focus, a Brilliant, um, uh, uh, Polaris and a, uh, Braille sense six and a Mantis <laughs> and no, you know, not all of them are mine. Um, but I've had to learn how to use them so that I can, um, run various tests with them with a Mac and iOS and, and windows. Um, so, and I actually use my um, Braille sense six, a whole lot personally, um, because, you know, just starting to use Braille more and more and like looking up lyrics for songs and different things like that. Um, and so I'll use the onboard web browser for that. And then, um, I, you know, it's, it's just great to have it all, right there in Braille. I don't have to emboss it. I don't have to, you know, pull out my Perkins, which is currently broken. So I have to figure out how to fix that. Um, but I can still have the the access to Braille and being able to read things, you know, and to me, it's it's meant a lot. And, you know, my large print was so slow and Braille has gotten to be um, so much more um, efficient for me in, in the last several years. So... Um, yeah, so that's my experience.
1: Great. Well, I also, you know, because of where I work, I have braille displays that aren't mine either that I had had to learn. So I know what that's like. And uh, I was gonna yeah, it's going to be hard if I leave, like, Oh,
0: I have to give all yes, back. it will. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so. And, you know, I've bought, I have a couple, you know, the main ones, like I own now I own the Mantis and I own my braille fence six. And, yeah, you know, but I've also, I had a Polaris Mini. Um, I, I had some problems. We've had some charging battery problems with it. So it's not, I, and they say it's common, but um, I picked hems mm-hmm. in the end a lot of time because we actually, I'm in Austin and um, they're, they have a, an office there. So if I need to bring a display in for cleaning or repairs, it's a lot easier than having to mail it to Korea. (laughs) So, um, yeah. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons I kind of transitioned myself over to a lot of the hymns products. Um, and I used to use a braille note. I had an apex and I had a braille note, um, classic empower or whatever it was called. So, but the verse braille sounds fascinating. I didn't even know anything like that existed. Like that would be a really fun thing to see, you know? Um yeah. I've seen some newer ones they're they're making some ones that are they're trying to have them do graphics like tactile graphics I've heard
12: about that Yeah
1: and I I've saw
0: one a couple that. months ago and it was uh it was an APH they they were demonstrating it and it's crazy to you know have your hand on it and it like creates this graphic in in seconds and it it okay. sounds like something's tearing when it go, you know all the braille just all the dots move around real fast and oh, it's pretty fascinating so
1: well now if yeah. you've evaluated the mac i just gotta ask you really quick because all of us yeah. have talked about this before we cannot get braille good results for braille on the mac It's not.
0: And even, you know, it's even, even iOS now they've broken a lot of their braille support in iOS 16. It changes Mm -hmm. translation randomly and it's really annoying. I don't know. I've tried different displays and I have the same problems. Um, and Mac OS, um, is, is super similar that way. Uh, you know, you can, you can do it, but the translation, if you're trying to do it in contracted braille, it's not, it's not super accurate. Um, so,
1: yeah, it's yeah, the, the keystrokes it's don't iffy. do everything you're supposed to. I don't know if you try and do them on a braille display. So, and as right. far as iOS 16, ask Chanel. We, her, and I've been going back and forth about the fact that you can't press enter to, to
0: oh. execute anything.
1: anything. Nope. And, and
0: why I'm writing an email and all of a sudden it randomly decides, oh, you're going to be in eight dot braille versus contracted. And back and forth. And if you don't check and you're not, you're going fast, you know, it, I've, I don't, and I haven't seen anything on Apple Viz about it. I don't know why nobody's complaining because every time they do an update, I keep thinking maybe they're going to fix it, yeah. <laughs> but they don't. So yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, thank yeah. you so much. Thank you. A lot of really good mm-hmm. input there. So uh, Lucy, anybody in clubhouse? Not yet. Okay. Tori, who's next? Debra, ah, Debra, hi,
13: hi, Nikki. Um, yeah, what I used to get a kick out of was the uh, the mountain batten brailer because it used to it used to make such a um, a, a unique uh, noise like like it almost sounded like, it almost sounded like a machine gun <laughs> and it was for for kids uh, mostly I think. I think a lot of kids used it at uh, at school. I didn't have much experience with it, but uh, when I saw it, I had I had to laugh because it uh, because of the way it sounded. It sounded like a little machine gun. <laughs> it was uh, it was really uh, it was rather interesting, and I guess the teacher could also um, see what uh, the student was writing, and they you know so they could they could work together with the the student, and I think uh, itinerant teachers used to use that with, um, with their, their students. And I, uh, right now I'm battling with my, with my focus. It's gosh, the dots are coming up where they shouldn't be. And then where they should be, the, uh, the dots are, are very weak. Sometimes they don't pop up. And I've had this in for repair, I, I guess about four times since I have it. So it's, uh, it's very, very frustrating. I'm going to send my braille edge into, um, Somebody in uh, British Columbia here in Canada because he's pretty good at uh, fixing up uh, some some of the devices that don't don't work anymore. He's good at fixing up Perkins Braillers and stuff like that. So I'm going to hmm. see whether he can do anything with my braille edge because I think out of all the uh, the tech stuff I've had and I've had my hands on, uh, that was the easiest one to use. So um, really, yeah, yeah. But uh, I like the focus. I like the idea of the uh, – I like it for reading. I don't really like it for, for much anything anything else, the, the focus. I mean, if it worked really good, it would be a good um, little machine because I can put the, uh, the strap around my neck and read with two hands when I'm at church and, and stuff like that. Where's the Braille edge, you have to hold it with one hand and, and – read it with read with one hand and if you have a song that goes along really fast it's uh, it's it's difficult for me to absorb the words so you know it's just uh, i don't know but yeah uh, yeah, yeah that's um, but i don't know have you ever seen the mount bat i have not seen that i have not uh, it i don't know uh, where where it originated from i don't i don't know
1: I've heard of it, but I have never. But seen I it.
13: think it had the had the uh, the uh, QWERTY uh, keyboard. Uh, I don't oh. remember whether it had the Perkins style keyboard or not. And uh, yeah. but the noise it made it used that that that's what that struck me. It was uh, it was kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, wow. I've got um, a Braille sense that I'm. It's an old Braille sense that I use strictly for reading because it doesn't do a lot of stuff that it used to do anymore. Although I'm almost tempted to um, see if I can pair it with my computer and use it as a, uh, a Braille display because the dots, the Braille dots are so nice and crisp on it, whereas the focus, it's not really dependable, so.
1: Yeah, anyway, I know
13: that's uh, that's my that's my spiel for the day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> OK, well, thank you for sharing, Deborah. And uh, OK, so, Tori, how many hands do we have left? Two. Three? Two. Oh, two. OK, so let's take one more hand and then we'll ask Lucy. So go ahead. Who's next? Calvin. Calvin.
3: calvin you are still muted
12: hello can you hear me
3: there
12: you go okay cool 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 um so so this is my first time on this call and uh but i I, i'm one of those blind people that really don't want braille to disappear i um i think it's important uh so i just yeah 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 so i just like everything about braille um but what is actually the question right quick or the topic. What
1: was the first refreshable Braille device that you ever used?
12: The first refreshable Braille device that I ever used was in high school and I'm, I'm 42 now. So I went to high school in the 1990s um, at the School for the Blind in Raleigh, the North Carolina School for the Blind. And um, they actually gave me a Braille light, which I thought it was cool because before I was using the uh, Braille and speak for carry around uh, uh, portability. The mm-hmm. only thing yep. that I had for Braille was like the Perkins Braille and, you know, you can't carry that around. Um,
1: I did it.
12: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I I thought the Braille light was cool because it was like the Braille and speak and where you could carry it around and write down everything. But then you could also see things in Braille. and for for me, um, being able to hear a voice and read Braille like it, it really en- enhances my knowledge intake or or, or whatever like oh, that. Yeah.
1: So, oh yeah. Oh um,
12: yeah. So that's the that was the first one I used. Uh, um, I I, I had I bought a Human Wear uh Brilliant Bi Forty about seven years ago, and that's so that's the first Braille display after the uh Braille light that, that I bought and then uh two years ago I got a Mantis Q40 and that's actually what's connected to my to my Windows computer right now and that's what I'm using right now so um.
1: oh cool I I saw a Mantis I loved it had to go economical and so got the bi20x for the, the brilliant but um which I love but man that Mantis is cool I I, yeah. I loved it I saw it the-
12: the thing I like about the Manus is it it, it it does have a QWERTY keyboard, so you can exactly. Um, yep, yep. So so it, it it has the Braille display, and and you can either type like if you're typing on your regular computer keyboard, or if you press F the F twelve key when it's not in uh um terminal mode, it will switch right. to uh Braille mode, and you can use the F the FDS key for dots one two three the H, J, K keys for dots, four, five, six, and then the uh, space bar. And so you can write in Braille on it too. So you can get, 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 get practice like that too. So it's, it's, it's very versatile in that. way.
1: Cool. Yeah. yeah I mean, I am pretty fast at writing in Braille and I'm used to it, but I have had to do so much typing on a QWERTY keyboard that I think sometimes I'm a little bit faster on the QWERTY. I don't know. I and mean, a lot of people I I think so I know- too. Yep, A lot of people yep. I know say, oh, no, I'm faster on the Braille keyboard, but <laughs> uh, yeah, not for me. So, yeah, I would love to have that. So, that's great that you have that. And it's actually more portable than I thought it would be. I thought it was going to be this big, huge thing. Yeah, no, no,
12: much- no, it's not that big. Um, the 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 first Braille display that I ever saw, um, I think it was Chanel that was talking earlier, it, and, and, and it was, I believe it was called the Power Braille, and I saw it at the School for the Blind, and like, 1995 or 1996 and that thing took up the entire table like yeah really
1: I know that I didn't you know, see one like the Braille display
12: is like this one strip and then you got this big huge thing so yeah that's yeah that's, that's kind
1: yeah of stuff. well thank you Calvin and I do hope you come back um great to have you
12: okay thank you
1: uh-huh uh Lucy do we have anybody yes we do
4: and I'm sorry if I mispronounce your name Ching San, you can unmute. Hi, and welcome. Let's see. You're still muted. In the bottom right hand corner. (laughs) Okay still muted
1: okay so tori let's take our um you said we had one more hand in zoom i think Mm -hmm. and so let's take that hand and then we'll see if um he can unmute after that he or she from clubhouse
3: okay we got liz over here
14: hi hi. (laughs) hi there um i um I went to school in the 50s uh, in grade school and I learned Braille and I used a Perkins Brailler and I carried it around and I was in public school and then I went to a school for the blind for about four years on uh, the 50s and early 60s and there were no computers so we used Perkins Braillers and there were tape they were reel to reel tape recorders and starting in about 1968 or 69 cassette recorders started to be more available and I was just starting I was finishing up high school and I went to college and so I got some cas- I le- got some cassette recorders and I got through college using my perkins and reel to reel tape and cassette recorders and got through grad school and then after I got through grad school, I went to work and it was still um, Perkins Brailers and cassettes. Um, and I would I would take notes off the cassette recordings that I made of things if I had to go to meetings or something, um, which didn't work all that well, because I I mean, it worked, but I had to go back and do a lot of um uh, note taking after meetings and then in 1980 or so i think it was 80 i got my first apple IIe computer and it talked and then in um when windows 95 came out they came in and they threw all the windows 95 stuff on my desk and they said we've moved everything from your apple computer to windows 95 here's the documentation learn to use it or we'll fire you So I had a lot of incentive to learn. This was 85 or 86. There was no ADA. There was no ADA. And they absolutely could have fired me. And they absolutely would have fired me. Um, So I wasn't working in a blindness organization. I was in corporate America. And it was pretty rough. Okay. So I, um, I started doing that. And then I got a Braille and speak i forget when they first came out early 90s maybe and they you could write in braille but you couldn't read braille he was right, right. and then right. but it was it was incredible i mean it changed my life okay so it was amazing so it really meant i could take notes quietly in meetings and it just meant i didn't have to go back and go through all those tapes and it was great and then i got a braille light and i could read that and then i later got humanware products as they came out i had a an empower and if somebody can send me a note to my address which you probably all know is brl at earthlink.net and can tell me where to get my old braille empower fixed i would love to get it fixed because all it does is not charge up so i think we need a place or several places for people who are ethical and we know can fix older units who have minor repairs or could at least evaluate them it would be really great because there's a lot of stuff sitting around that is almost usable that people have um that like the empower is great the dots are beautiful if the thing just charged i'd be great so um i i mean i couldn't do a lot of modern things with it but i could certainly read with it at this point i have a um human wear braille display and uh it's the older one but it still works it's the bi 32 from um what's what's the human wear braille display I can't remember but anyways um that's the one I've got and I've also got a really old apex which will die sometime but I mean I'll die sometime so you know um it is what it is and I, uh, I'm i actually faster writing Braille than I am typing, although I'm a pretty fast typist because I spent years doing that. It was the only way I could communicate with anybody in high school and such. Um, so my fast typing has really come in handy and my fast Brailling has come in handy. And yeah, the more people can get access to Braille displays, I suspect the better brailling opportunities we're going to have so it's great there is no rollout of the e-braille e-reader in my state either so we just wait yep yep
1: unfortunately i went to the call for that and they
14: oh they have no idea there's no communication my library has no idea what's going on and library of congress doesn't seem to be able to say anything officially so i don't know yeah, crazy. It's very crazy.
1: Okay, so All do right. we have our person in Clubhouse? Has have they been able to unmute?
4: Yes. Shing San.
15: Hello, you can ah, hear me now.
10: You are. Yeah. Hello.
15: Yeah. Hello from uh, warm greetings from the Philippines. Great. Yeah. I'm actually uh Jose Ragnola. I'm the chairman of the Philippine Blind Union. Awesome. An organization that's affiliated with the World Blind Union. And I I am a, what you call an excited person. Because of my retinitis pigmentosa, I had vision before. So I've never, uh, ever learned Braille. Although I have a uh, 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 converse with several blind persons here, being the chairman, of the Philippine Langian, uh, on their uh, perspective on Braille. Uh, I'm just wondering: uh, is there another system that would teach uh, early on ch- uh, children early on on the concepts of the alphabet, and you know, just so they won't have to. I don't know if they have to adjust when going to the QWERTY uh, keyboard, you know, the ABC. And uh, is there a system, a way for, uh, where, in your experiences, where you taught the ABC uh, graphically, you know, uh, as in, uh, how it is written and so forth? while uh, you were were training in braille in your younger I I suppose in your early childhood days Uh, so that's uh, what I I wanted to know thank you
1: oh you're welcome and I am hoping somebody might have another experience they can share and raise their hand for me I mean they started me out um, right away in braille I had no sight, so that was my only option, and they didn't have anything else that I knew of. I mean, they, they, they gave me, I had a braille teacher, and, and they t- taught me the braille alphabet with a Perkins uh, braille writer, and I learned to read it. And then after they taught me bra- grade one, basically the full alphabet and everything like that, then they taught me the braille contractions um, a year later, and I, and I learned those. I did not start using a QWERTY keyboard until I was in like fourth grade, third or fourth grade, um, which was a typewriter. I had started on a manual typewriter and then an electric typewriter, uh, which I liked a lot better. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, I mean, I know a lot of blind people struggle with the fact that when they read grade two or contracted Braille, then they have to type it out and they don't know how to spell words exactly because they... They're used to just doing the contractions for those words. And for me, it was a struggle in the beginning, but I guess I've been doing it for so long because I, I learned it fairly young, not right away, but fairly young, that I got used to how to spell them out. And I just convert it automatically in my mind now. And that's how I've gotten to be fairly good at spelling. I'm I'm actually the person people usually ask um, how to spell something if they don't know. So, um, you know. But uh, does anybody else have anything to add on that? Because that's those are my experiences, and I think, I by the way, that it's really sad that there are blind people that had partial vision. Um, my husband is one of them, and um, I forget yep. who it was that mentioned this.
0: It's
16: me. Um, it's
1: Desiree. Desiree. I, yeah. They, you know, they were not taught braille because oh, you can see, so you can read large mm-hmm. print. So we're just going to give you large print. It's easier. And we're not going to teach you braille. And I think it would and have been helpful to those people to have been taught braille ahead of time.
0: Absolutely. And and one of the other problems with that was, you know, I had so much eye strain because, because well, even though I could read the large print, I had to have, you know, thick glasses. And I only had sight out of one eye. And they really didn't even understand so did my visual acuity at all. It was all a guessing game. And so they you know, they didn't even know I could see fully until I was like five. So they started to teach me a little bit of braille, but then when they realized, oh, you can actually see enough to do this instead. And I was at a school for the blind (laughs) and and they still did that. And so, and then when I lost my sight at 13, you know, right in the middle of, of middle school, um, I literally had to learn while I was in school learn how to read again and and write again in certain you know in certain ways i mean i kind of knew the basics i knew grade one braille i knew all of that but i still struggle with reading out loud i hate i hate it i feel like i'm slower even even now because um i never learned how to track and i actually read left-handed which is apparently a big no-no you know for a lot of people um for a refreshable girl display that works out well for me um but on paper <laughs> i don't track like i don't do the you know thing with with your right hand and then you track with your left like they try to teach you how to do i, I don't do that and so that's i'm used problem. to he doing, doing one line one. at a time
1: yeah, yeah. he's knows grade one and he has trouble you know he he, he loses his place on pages yep. Yes. So yes, Um, and you know,
3: I don't don't mean to interrupt, but we have about eight minutes left. We do have two hands, one of which has not spoken yet.
1: Great. Okay. So let's, yeah, because we don't have much time left. So let's let's go to our hands here.
3: Okay, I'm not. um, I don't remember whose number this is, but it's a five one eight number ending in five one seven.
6: This is Mary Beth. And, um, oh, hi! Hi! Hi, Kate. Hi, everybody! Um, actually, the first re- refreshable braille display I ever had was a VersaBraille. I, I ended up coming in late, but um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. That's, I'm dating myself, I'm sure. A bunch of us um,
1: said that that's what we used first. We used Oh, good. Okay. Say. And my yeah. first,
6: my my uh, braille display that I ever had hooked up to my computer, my best one is was a, a Thing called the DM eighty, which is made by Baum, and that thing mm-hmm. is just fantastic. I mean, it was. I've had it for like twenty five years, and it was serviced one time. All the dots are great now. I can't use it now because it's it. As you know, Baum went out of uh, went bankrupt, and it's it's not able to handle um, anything after Windows. I think it was Windows Seven, and so. Um, I can't use it anymore, but it is it, it was just the best display because it was so it was so reliable. And so um, you know the cursor um cursor rooting keys were are all fine. The braille dots are all fine. The only thing is it doesn't work with Windows. There's no software to make it work with Windows Ten anymore. So I and a few other people around our morning. The loss of I'm mourning the loss of my DM80. <laughs> now now I have a, um, a brilliant which is working fine.
1: Um, that's oh, my nice. quick tail. Thanks.
4: Yeah. And we well, have one you. in clubhouse Perfect. too.
1: Okay, so let's take our one in clubhouse and then take our last zoom hand. So okay, Alexandra Hello. Hi, Hi.
16: Um, man, I just, I think Braille is so important. And I feel that, um, I think now that if it's di- digital, um, like Braille displays, uh, it'll be easier to get into more, um, children's hands and more people, um, because like, sadly a lot of kids aren't being like a lot of blind kids aren't being taught taught um, braille, uh, especially if you're a partial or, or you have some side uh, because how the lady was saying earlier, like the belief is, oh, you can see, so you can read print um, and they don't really like sit down and try and see, um, okay, what can they really handle in terms of, of reading? Is print really going to be the... Um, the best solution. Um, I didn't learn Brill until I was uh, 19. <laughs> um, Despite having uh, vision problems my whole life and um, being diagnostically blind and getting more into the, the um, training and really more of the blindness perspective until I was 15. Um, Because I'm originally from uh, Puerto Rico and over there, uh, um, we are limited in our resources, like far, far more than um, the limited resources that um, the United States has. um, And then, in fact, the limited resources that we have, um, a lot of people just don't even know that they're in place, so they can't even like access them to learn or or, you know or try and figure out what they have um so no nobody taught me braille when I was in school and uh I don't have any braille displays at the moment but I'm I'm hopefully saving up for one because I um I do a lot of reading and typing and although I'm very fast um with the. cordy keyboard is that what you call the the computer keyboard yes yeah that the cordy keyboard um i am i would say pretty fast when i do braille screen input um so i feel that that would um get my it would make my braille literacy like um go more like like I would learn more. Sorry. I would learn more um, if I could get my hands in a braille display. So I'm trying to well, save up for one.
1: one. Great. Let's take our last hand in Zoom really quick because I want to give Dorlin time to give us um, what the upcoming braille calls are going to be. So who is well, the last hand in Zoom?
3: It was Chanel, but I don't know if she still wants to share because she did just lower her hand. Do you want to still want okay. quickly share Chanel?
8: Oh, I was just going to say real quick, I, you know, that I was taught to do Braille tracking, but I never, I, I just never did it. So I always read with my right hand and that works well with Braille, but probably not so well on a Braille page. So anyway, yeah. um, some of us get into bad habits, even if we've read Braille for a long time. That was my whole point. Yep.
1: Okay. You do. Okay. Thank you, Chanel. Now, uh, so we're going to give it to Dorland to give us the Braille calls coming up. And Dorland, I'm just curious here. Since the Braille together is going to be a uh, swapping of resources, I wonder if Desiree should come and maybe there might be a resource for her to learn about where to get her Perkins repaired yes
3: she should come absolutely (laughs) everyone with (laughs) questions should come if you've got a resource you're looking for come ask for it if you've got one you're excited about come share it with us we'll be um here at 6 p.m eastern time this evening uh we're on the community calls list we're also going to be on acb media 5 and clubhouse tonight so just come join us it's going to be fun guys um And then, let's see, Sunday and Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, we are always around at the uh, Braille room for breakout rooms to help you with uh, whatever you're working on. We answer questions there, too, um, and we help everyone wherever they're at learning. So come pop in and check us out or ask your questions there. Then Tuesday. At 2.30 p.m. Eastern time, the BrailleList, this is the only call not on the community call schedule. You need to go to braillelistsorg events to register for this call. Um, they are doing an introduction to Linux with Braille displays. That's 2.30 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday. Uh, Let's see, nothing on my calendar on Wednesday, although I do believe there's an Orbit Research meeting at 1 p.m. Eastern. If you get those, uh, if you're part of that group, you should have gotten that Zoom link. Then uh, Thursday, back to the community calls list. Noon Eastern time is the I Love Braille call. Uh, This week is a Polestar presentation by Linda Pekarski. She will be sharing her journey with Braille and how she uses it. Um, And then at 9 p.m. Eastern time, there will be the I love or sorry, 9 p.m. Eastern is the grade three Braille call. Um, And you can catch up on YouTube at grade three Braille is the YouTube channel. The three is the number. Uh, Let's see. Nothing on my event schedule for Fridays. Then next Saturday, the 21st, our weekend Braille Together call is going to be a chat about reading. We'll talk about what we're reading and how it's going for everyone. as well as how the Braille Readers or Leaders contest is going. Make sure everyone gets uh, what they need before that ends. And then, uh, let's see, the next Saturday, we'll be doing Braille games at 6pm Eastern, but before that, it'll be 1pm Eastern time. That's uh, the 28th. Back to you, Nikki. Okay, thank you, Dorland. Thank you, everybody, for coming.